0: Hi you guys and welcome back to Trailercast. I am Elise Snipes, your host of this podcast, and I am super stoked to be here again today. Um, this year's exploration into these trailer cast conversations have been so neat to be a part of. It is interesting to me how they keep unfolding and how different each of them are. I don't know how many you've listened to, but there are ones that like are super intense and fast paced and then there are ones that like open and unfold like a flower blooming and um, there are some that directly parallel my own life where I'm like wait am I being punked like is this person telling me about my life or what's happening here Um, and all of this you guys it feels so much like what happens in the room in therapy where there are sessions that are just lightning speed and an instant connection that just takes off and it's just like whoa that was a lot and then there are relationships that develop slowly and meaningfully and tenderly over time. And, and the people that I work with where it's like, it's like I'm looking in this mirror and, and, and I don't know. It's just so neat to see so much of the same material replicate itself here in these conversations. And I hope that you're enjoying them too. Um, today's conversation is with a lady named Kelly. And when Kelly first wrote out her email, um, we had scheduled to have a conversation and then technology failed me and our conversation got pushed back. And I'm excited to hear what, let you guys hear what happened in between our first email and where she's at now. So without further ado, a conversation with Kelly about COVID worthiness, parenting and a true mirror. Um, do you mind if I read your an, original prompt? Do we want to start with that? Do you want to, where do you want to start? Yeah, we can.
1: I just actually went back and read it too because, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and I was thinking, oh, I've made some progress from that. It, you know, like one of those That's things, cool. like when you can just lay yes. it out and yes. you know, hmm, oh. now I've become more aware of kind of that pattern. And so I've kind of been able to. Well, let's. Yeah.
0: Let's do both of those things then. I'll read it if that's okay. Mm -hmm, And then I'd love to hear about then what prompted you to write that and then the growth you've seen because you're hitting on a really neat principle that Mm -hmm. even when I name something, I get clarity, which allows me to actually take action. And so just me writing that, Mm -hmm. I've already seen growth and change. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I dig it. Mm -hmm. Okay. Let me read it for us real quick. Okay. I have been on a journey of processing grief for what seems like years. It has revealed something much deeper that existed long before life got hard. I have always shown up expecting second place, expected to be second choice and to take a backseat to belonging. The losses in my life have served to solidify my belief as if I am always going to suffer loss or if I'm not worthy of things going well. I end up fearing success because it doesn't fit my belief system. I am working at rewriting those beliefs. I realized they came not from how my mom treated me, but how she treated herself. She never believed she belonged. She modeled, modeled it for me and it became my belief for myself. I realized there is more power in me modeling belief in my own worth and teaching my daughter to value her own worth than just paying at lip service. I want to like myself. I want to enjoy a beautiful life. I find myself struggling with the balance of honoring feelings, giving grace, and when to call BS and push myself to grow. I think for so long, I was overwhelmed with sadness through loss. I gave myself permission to not do all the things, but then I got stuck there. I really want to find a healthy balance, especially in helping my daughter through her own trauma, helping her honor her feelings and process, but also helping her develop resilience and growth.
1: <laughs> it's a lot, I know. <laughs> no,
0: no, it's it, it's perfect. What was it like to hear it read back to you?
1: Yeah, it was, um, I mean, I, a little emotional. I mean, I feel <laughs> a little emotional about it, but then... At the same time, it was, I mean, it's right. It's, it's accurate, you know? So like in those parts where I, I said, I want this, I'm like, yeah, you know, it felt like very affirming, Mm -hmm. empowering.
0: Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Both, Mm -hmm. both here's the big heavy truth. And this is the big, like real growth I want, want. Mm yeah
1: yeah yeah and I think in that like even from writing it and continuing like um, I think I've always thought I'll get to that like get to that level of self-awareness of growth of and so I've begun to realize that each level brings another level right Mm -hmm. like so Mm -hmm. (laughs) and and so just going this but this is how i mean i want to keep growing so instead of fighting that new level of self-awareness or beating myself up that i didn't realize it sooner or you know those kind of things
0: that's right that's like the double-edged sword of growth Um Mm -hmm. it's often like one of the first steps of resistance is as soon as i decide i'm going to open pandora's box i now see what i couldn't see and then there's a tendency to like slide down into some shame, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. which really just is like an eddy or like quicksand. It kind of keeps us from, wait a second. Um, I was going somewhere with this. <laughs> like, like I was I was going towards another destination and now I've just taken this detour and I'm over here just feeling bad for all the times I, I didn't know these things. And then we don't always get back on the path towards Self growth, or evolution, or process, progress, whatever. Mm-hmm. So I think
1: I've given too too many other people power over that for me too, like in expressing, like you know, in in talking to family or friends and getting their feedback, and kind of almost letting it rewrite my where I was going instead of going that, that doesn't align with what I know to be true kind of thing. Yeah. Cause it's real, I mean, it's really hard to kind of process through how you got to here, especially if it involves other people, <laughs> you know, which it always um, does. It right? always does. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And my, my mom, um, she's been gone eight years Okay. she passed away with ovarian cancer. And so recognize I feel um I feel like it almost honors her more for me to realize yeah she really was a good mom and like I Mm -hmm. can't I can't um like pinpoint like a self-talk that I got from like her her critical voice of me like Mm -hmm. I can't so like as I'm like where did that come from where did that come from but recognizing um you know, being able to like, I wish I had her to be able to say, do you have any, like, do you know how much worth you had, how much worth you have, you know? And so, Mm. but it was a huge shift for me to realize because, um, so my daughter is adopted and like, I have been on this journey of how can I help her in her own identity like it through her own loss and trauma of being adopted yeah. Yeah. um like not, not not assigning it like we re- in realizing like I can't just pay that lip service I can't because it didn't work for me right you know right. like and and then yeah so recognizing um being able to yes. like like she's going to get it from how she sees me. Yes. Because if right. I tell her, I mean like that, I think that was what I realized. I tell her she's worthy, but then she sees me not honor totally. myself.
0: Kelly, this is yeah. like, it, that's, it's very deeply profound what you're saying. I, just, I need you to like just know and hear that. Your, the, the line, and I've, I've read this over and over and over since our original email, which was, it was not how she treated me. It was how she treated herself.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Right. And so mm-hmm. let's let's flush that out for a second. Cause a lot of the times, right, when we come to parenting, we focus our eyes on the kids, on mm-hmm. the project that is that is them.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: And mm-hmm. and then we could obsess over that for the rest of our lives just looking at them. And it's like, and and what if we looked in the mirror? And what if mm-hmm. we took care of what was right here? We would do less obsessing with what is going on out there and more accepting and realizing what is right here. Both, both parties win, right? Mm-hmm. Both people grow, are elevated. Mm-hmm. It was not how she treated me. It was how she treated herself. Mm-hmm. That's the truth. Yeah. Yeah. Because what else does it stand on? Do you know what I'm saying? Like if your mom is like, Hey, you know, you deserve everything, but then she doesn't live it out. It's like, it falls flat. Mhm,
1: mhm. Yeah. And that like that discovery can I mean, like realizing that came in layers and layers and layers of me, me digging, right? Like me digging and me looking back, um, at her own journals and stuff and realizing but how thinking about situations where I saw her not not ever you know I used to think that I was um a low maintenance girl
0: like I used to think I was low maintenance and would you say that to yourself like like I'm like a low maintenance girl
1: yeah like and I'm and I'm talking about like self-care like yeah yeah like
0: hear you. you know Makeup, like that kind yeah, of stuff yeah
1: because yeah, I grew up with boys and I've had a house full of boys and <laughs> um but then I realized it was more of me not honoring that in myself like
0: yeah mm. oh that's real yeah mm-hmm. go ahead <laughs> yeah no that you I am I feel like I'm looking into a mirror as you said that. like i've I've said those exact same things, and I've said those things to my husband about like, like, don't you know, like you're you're lucky that I don't take two hours to get ready, that I can mm-hmm. just put my makeup on in the car and we're good. And it, I would weave the story that this is a benefit, right? Mm-hmm rather Mm -hmm. than this is a wound I can't see, that it is okay if I have skincare products and actually brush my hair and took a minute.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, I, and that came from, so one day I just like, I remember being home. It's probably, it was probably February and I had been doing working on my computer I was upstairs and I, I was home alone but I remember coming home and just being like so feeling so really like it was really a depression it was really a. and then it was like okay like what got me here like what do I enjoy like what do I enjoy and so I just like kind of ransacking through the house you know like what is it here that I even like yes. you know and I walked into my bathroom and I looked in the shower and I'm like freaking hate the soap. I don't even spend money on soap for myself. Like I'm using zestfully clean or something, you know? And like and I thought that was honorable. oh mm. right?
0: To rip myself off. To yeah. have second and, to give myself 2nd
1: to... Mm-hmm. hmm
0: Cause it's more than yeah. soap, right? It's more than oh. soap.
1: So much more than soap, But I mean, like if you can go to the basic level mm-hmm. and see
0: that, then you know how deep it goes, right? Like, Right, right. Well, and the basic things are what helps illuminate the bigger things. And so if, and this doesn't mean that if I have very nice Gucci soap that I actually understand that, that I'm like how to take care of myself. At, at right. That point. right. <laughs>
1: okay. But yeah, the exactly. principle
0: here, when you look in, you're like, oh, this is a metaphor for, for so much of how I rank myself. And what kind of
1: life I've created. Like, it's never, it's not about me, me enjoying anything. It's about me making everything enjoyable for everybody else.
0: <laughs> okay, so there's a big moment of existential crisis, right? Where there's like, you're waking up to your own life saying, oh, that's interesting. Okay. Uh So so did it fall apart? Did things fall apart when you were like, oh my gosh. Well, I mean, yeah, it,
1: well, it, it got worse because then COVID hit. Right. And then (laughs) we were like all
0: home. And that's how I got this office actually, in which you see my little sign worthy up there. And and it's right behind your head. So you're under a banner of worthy. I just have to tell you, I'm like, oh, it's like a crown. It's your
1: crown. And, And it's, Sometimes I throw it on the ground and stomp it. <laughs> Sometimes I put it on with sparkles. But yep. um, I remember so. So because my husband's a school teacher, right? Like when they came home, they're like, "Cause I mean, obviously you can." And okay, so he but they're outdoors. Him and my boys outdoors fishing, fishing, fishing. So they were like, "Find <laughs> the light. Yeah. We can. We we don't have like we're not around anyone." in a boat. Like, yeah. we can do that all day long. <laughs> and, so, and then I was here with the preschooler, right? Yep. yep. <laughs> Trying to preschool and like, like the biggest, like, please don't do that to me. Anyways, but so I remember like standing in the kitchen. I remember where we were standing. I don't remember what was coming out of my mouth or what was coming out of his mouth, but it was like this moment of me realizing that i'm like screaming at him i'm worthy like Mm. screaming at him but then realizing he wasn't the one saying that it was coming out of my head and i hadn't asked like i hadn't even like i hadn't expected anyone to honor that so it wasn't like i it was like this big it is not you. It is oh, me. Oh, <laughs> moment. Yeah. So then I then I really had to get to work. Like that's how I have this this space. Because so what happened is I had my 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 office with my computer and my desk was like sitting in the upstairs family room. So when they came home, like everything I had enjoyed doing really got labeled a hobby, right? Oh. And it. <laughs> <laughs> it but it was me labeling it it was yes. me labeling it and so I went I mean I really like it was like that moment of crisis of I'm leaving all these people and never mm-hmm. looking back totally totally or I'm gonna or I'm gonna have to like
0: do make the work some, make sure some it change yeah. yeah
1: yeah and yeah and set some expectations and set mm-hmm. some you know like mm. Yeah.
0: It's a lot. Yeah. Yeah. It is a lot. So, okay. So you have these massive awakenings and this is all happening in the last eight months now, right? Where it's like, Mm -hmm. Oh, it's, it's, I'm weaving this, like I'm weaving all of this. And then, and then somehow just calling myself stuck. Okay. Mm -hmm. So you realize your work is not a hobby. It's not cute. It's Mm -hmm. power. (laughs) Mm -hmm. You create your own office space. And mm-hmm. some actual space. You're you put up a worthy sign behind you. What else has shifted? What else are you doing? This is big.
1: Yeah. So I would say, you know, about every month I take about three steps back and two. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's still it's still it's still there. I mean, like even but today I, I realized, like coming to do this, you know, yeah. even like yeah. they knew it was happening and it yeah. was it that whole being able to communicate my needs, but uh, the process of recognizing my needs as has been the bigger, mm-hmm. the bigger issue, and really looking at, um, you know, where
0: where my power is in all of it, right? Yes. And so, yes. Yeah. It's a hard one to look at, it and it does, it, but it does soften. It's hard to be like, oh, I'm responsible. Okay, mm-hmm. but if I'm responsible, then I'm responsible. Mhm. I've mm-hmm. Okay. All right. So all right. Okay. So then I can do something. And and there's a sense of like power and authority that comes from the person who's responsible. Who's responsible around here?
1: Mm-hmm. I'm
0: responsible around here. Mhm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so let's take this back to your girl. Yeah. What is your lived transformation? What is the process of you seeing you in the mirror accurately so she can see herself in the mirror accurately
1: yeah i think that's the biggest work still okay i think for sure that's the biggest work you know um but i honestly don't know if it wasn't for her i would have ever done it absolutely yeah, I wouldn't, I mean, I wouldn't have, because my have my voice don't relate mm-hmm. to me like that, you know, <laughs> and she like, she like triggered, like my amygdala was probably already on, you know, like, and <laughs> her amygdala, my amygdala went to war, right? Yes. So, um, yeah. So, I mean, and it's definitely, I think that's the biggest um, work. I mean, okay. that's definitely the hardest work. Okay.
0: So I wanted, I'm going to, I drew this and I'm going to put it up for you to see, but yeah. there's this, I wrote um, Kelly mirror, right. And then your daughter mirror, and then there's these arrows that connect them. Okay. And so mm-hmm. what we can do is we can actually borrow from here. So when we come to our own mirror, what we tend to do is say, I don't know, like we can be like, I don't know. I draw this blank of what am I supposed to see in here? And it kind mm-hmm. of feels funky or false, or like, I'm just throwing nice things at it. Like, you're good. Right. And it's like, okay, mm-hmm. I don't know. It kind of slides. Oh, totally. Right? Okay. Yeah. So what we can do is we can travel over here and start with daughter. What do I want you to know to be true about you? Right. Mm-hmm. And so then it's like, oh, well, my mind is going a million miles an hour here. I can trust that. Ooh, I want you to, well, I want you to be as big as, and as loud and as fully yourself as humanly possible in every room and every relationship that you wouldn't even wonder for a second who you are. And if someone said something that wasn't that, you'd know it for the BS that it is because you're so clear about who you are. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like Mm -hmm. You could add and add and add because you have such clarity and love for your girl. Mm -hmm. And then we take that traveling back over to our mirror to say, okay, so that's my to-do list. That is where I start, right? Mm Mm-hmm. So let's, that might be a homework activity. If you're looking for work is what do you want your daughter to know about herself when she looks in the mirror and then you start there too?
1: Hmm. Yeah. Mm Hmm. That's good. I mean, that, yeah, it's so much easier. It is. I mean, and that's, that's truly where, mm-hmm. where the whole process began. Right. Oh, like me. Yeah. yeah. But I think, so in this whole process too, what I realized is like being able to validate her feelings. Mm-hmm. I didn't even, I didn't even know what that was. Yeah. I could, couldn't do it. <laughs> yeah. I still, I mean, like I couldn't do it. Like this is a layer that's just uncovered in like the last month okay okay. like in helping her you know there's this this thing in society and maybe even you know in my I've been I've been saying this to to some in my in my groups Mm -hmm. recently like I didn't realize like my parents wanted good things for me they they wanted the best like we want our kids to be happy right and so it skipped over the validating right like completely skipped it yes <laughs> like yes and so that's been hard for myself i think that's why like i went like in that that you read i went from that deep like real loss to going oh my goodness like i've seen people lose people they love and they're st- and they're not in this funk like me like they're happy they're and and so it must be Their faith walk, right? Like I, I there has to be a way that I can get in a place so when I lose someone I love, I kind of rebound, right? Like I can (laughs) see the good. I can literally, like, this was my real, like, I was so. I mean, like, I kind of made it my life's work for almost like a year of instead of, and so of course, then what'd that do? That kept me really stuck. That, I mean, that kept me stuck in that grief more than. Yeah. anything because well, you're so, in denial right like so yeah, if i'm yeah absolutely <laughs> yeah. oh yeah yeah absolutely total denial and so um gosh i didn't realize until i was like okay so here's the situation i um my daughter woke up i had forgotten to get the ham and cheese or whatever for the sandwich and she just to take to school right and so she just like wow you know it was a horrible moment and it, and i was like okay she has a right to be upset about this like i just tried to valid could not even i'm like it's okay for i like yeah <laughs> like, yep. because you just want to say hey hey you know yep
0: totally I mean, like, that's <laughs> like, right stop that crying right it's ham and it's cheese to to yeah and, right right and is it right And this is kind of like so her ham and cheese and your soap right it's not ham and cheese. It's yeah, more than ham and cheese for her. Um right. D- yeah. Generations before this one, even ours, whatever, um, we are focused on behavior modification, behavior mm-hmm. modification, mm-hmm. change mm-hmm. the behavior, change the behavior. And it's like, well, what about the kid underneath mm-hmm. the behavior? And so what about the yeah, just mm-hmm.
1: and why why do we not allow people to be upset? Oh like why does that make us so comfortable? <laughs> uncomfortable, I mean, like, why right, does it so, right. like, why do we just move so quickly to extinguish um, them? Yeah. Yeah. And to look on the bright side mm-hmm. of mm-hmm. things.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm, that's like such toxic positivity right there, right? Yes. It's like, like I didn't up.
1: even realize that that was a thing. And so I, until I really tried, started learning about trauma and really digging in deep to, okay, how, what do you do with that? And how does it affect us? And how, you know, and like so that that balance between growth mindset because I think I was taught that if you acknowledge it, right? Like you just like that's how you're gonna be. Mm, interesting, right? Almost like you manifest. Manifest, it, right? Yeah, like, hearing mm-hmm. you,
0: yeah, yeah. It's and which is counter, right? It's actually like if I say, "Oh, I can see you're so mad, and oh, it's so frustrating that this is not here right now." Mm -hmm. I also get so upset when I feel like what I wanted and it's not there. Mm -hmm. It, it also relieves the system of pressure.
1: Yes, it does. (laughs) It does. (laughs) But so why don't we, why don't I know how to do that very well? You know, like, why, like, oh, well, look at your, just about fixing it.
0: Yes. Well, because okay, for there's so many things. One, if we look back to our own mirror, so my my instinct as well, my innate instinct as a result of my biological mirror is if somebody gets loud, somebody's going to get hurt. So oh,
1: yeah.
0: I want the noise to stop because in my family of origin, someone was going to get hit. Well, that's really scary. So now if my daughter throws her temper tantrum, I, there's a part of me because trauma is outside of time that is afraid that my dad's about to walk in the room and and hurt her and it's like at least yeah. in your rational in my rational mind it's not literally physically possible but fear and trauma put forth that this type of noise and, ex, and expression is dangerous so having to do my own work to realize that was then and there and this is here and now okay now i'm in this place where i look at my daughter and i'm actually envious of the full throttle capacity for herself to throw herself into a feeling i'm like what incredible freedom i just almost wish i could forget myself in that way about who's looking or listening and just be like just go mm. for it mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. no restriction no one mm-hmm. no holding back this is exactly how i feel it's like that That's pretty, I think that's pretty rad. I admire it. Even when it's really inconvenient for me and Target.
1: (laughs) Mm -hmm. I love that perspective though. I mean like that, that shift, that is so powerful to, to, to allow that shift. Yeah. I'm, I'm totally going to be looking at it that way.
0: Yeah. Yes. Right. So some of the questions I'll ask myself is what is this about? What else is this about, right? Right? Because it's not not about, is it about Eden? No, it's about my childhood was what it's really about. Okay, so that's Uh where my work is. But we typically just address what's happening right now. And also in our modern day society, we're taught to find solution and to fix problems. Well, um, kids aren't problems, they're people. And so, and if we can get outside of behavior modification, then we can treat the human which is joining. It's a joint experience. When I am with you, then mm-hmm. we regulate versus mm-hmm. if I am coming at you, then you're still dysregulated. And now I'm dysregulated because right. Right. this is insane mm-hmm. uh-huh. and we have to go. <laughs> uh-huh.
1: I think what I did for so long, and you know, okay, so you did, when you guys did that radical wellness challenge, yeah. How yeah. long ago has that been? That was the last year.
0: December. Yeah.
1: Wow. Yeah. So, one of the things was the thing that Aaron did when you had put the rubber band. Oh, the rubber
0: band. Be- yes. Yeah. Yes. And I
1: was like, oh, I'm not even present in my own life. Like, I've been like walking around above it. Right. Like, yes. And so, it's taken, and that probably was the beginning of my own kind of self-awareness journey in mm-hmm, recognizing mm-hmm. because I was so uncomfortable with how I was feeling about everything. So yes. it's, it's really yeah. hard to, it's really hard to be present with people. Yes, it is. You don't want to be present with yourself.
0: You can like you Correct. can't do both. Right. But, you know, you're, I mean, you're literally though, you're talking about as if we zoomed way out from a global perspective, at least in America, like if we just came back to the United States, that is exactly what's happened. There's a massive split and we're really looking at rather than in. And so mm-hmm. if, again, we looked in, we would be able to actually do a lot of the solving we're looking for outside of ourselves. So that journey really does begin here. And that's when we really have the ability to like impact or have change is, oh, I'm, I'm okay. And the more okay I am in myself and around Mm -hmm. myself and with these people that I'm quarantined with, then Mm -hmm. like it all starts to shift and this is where it starts, but we lose that because someone's louder and someone has needs and someone, you know, fill in the blank, fill in the blank, fill in the blank. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Making some notes so I don't forget. <laughs> <Ditto>. <laughs>
0: um, yeah, this is this is a really enlightening conversation for me too. Even navigating all these new seasons with my own daughter, it's there's a there's a sting and a and a gift in having someone journey right behind me. Mm-hmm. It's hard and yet I can't, I I think, keep thinking, I'd never have the opportunity to face all of these things that have been kind of, like, these wounds that have almost been, like, asleep within me,
1: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and then,
0: absolutely, so there's, there's yeah, I was
1: thinking about that, even, like, recognizing body image stuff, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. and, like, realizing what I'm trying to teach my boys and my husband, like, things that I kind of wish happen, you know, were the words that were stopped or, you know, around me even. Yeah. Oh yes.
0: Yes. Yeah. Um, great resource for that is Hillary McBride's Mother's Daughters and Body Image. Um, awesome. Yeah. That she's does incredible work and her book is, I mean, it is so on point and okay. yes, I'll look at, yeah, there is. Yeah, that's, that's such an important conversation. And I like how you brought your like boys and husband into that too. It's not just conversations that we have with daughters. This is conversations that we have with the men that are in our lives too.
1: Well, because I realized that, I mean, like, you look to, like, looking to other people is when your voice began, you know, that voice begins, your voice gets molded. Um, Yeah, so many so many things in that, right?
0: Yeah. And you know, and this is maybe, this is maybe a good place for us to land too, is, um, there's so much. And I think again, we can almost get exhaustion fatigue before we even start when we think about all the things that we want to do as parents. And I need to rewrite that. I need to have that be different. And I, and it's like, hold up, like, um, As life happens, and it always does, we Mm -hmm. have the opportunity to say, "Mm, "Oh, this is the moment where I get to like do that a little bit differently." And I'm gonna and I practice, I practice normalizing body shapes in my household when (laughs) my son walks in the bathroom after I'm done taking a shower. Um, Mm -hmm. I practice what I say to myself in the mirror when my daughter walks in. I'm trying to put mascara on, and I'm right so it's not a moment, a big moment where I say, boys, this is what women look like, right? I, I, it mm-hmm. can happen as it's happening. And I think that there's, it takes again, the pressure and relief off of what we do to ourselves, how we task ourselves to be so great and to do, to do it all better or more right than our parents did.
1: Mm-hmm. Like a journey. It's a journey of, and recognizing that it's always there's always going to be more opportunity, right? Always going to be more opportunity. Yeah.
0: Always. And we'll need a redo even from that. You know, we're going to need another way to start even from those like, like, oh gosh, what I thought and believed about myself when you were three versus now that you're seven. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to continue to evolve in this thing too. And, Mm -hmm. and I hope you evolve. And maybe that's what we're learning is that we don't even stay stuck in the way that we approach these things. This is also shifting and growing and becoming as we live into ourselves. Awesome. Yep. Kelly, thank you. Thank you. This has been fun. This is fun. It's been a long time coming, too. I just kept thinking, wow, what if we would have had this conversation that was supposed to happen? Look at all the things that have changed.
1: Oh, yeah, for sure. For sure, because I'm so, I'm so proud. I was able to say, mm-hmm. you know,
0: I have something.
1: I, this. yeah, I mm-hmm. have something
0: mm-hmm. and I'm going to go do it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, okay. So then maybe last thing is, what do you want to tell them about what this was like?
1: Hmm. I think it like, this is me. Like, this is, like,
0: it's, yeah, this is me. This is me. Mm-hmm. I'm hearing that song playing. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This is me. Yeah. That's beautiful. I hope, it, and no, this, is, this will be something that when you want, you get to share with them, or not, at least your husband, right? For him to be able mm-hmm. to hear your voice and your thoughts and your heart and your work.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. It's good. Beautiful, KU. Yo. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Hi guys. Okay, how you guys? I don't know. Okay, that was so so awesome. Um. I'm going to take a picture and I'll, I'll post the little drawing that I did for Kelly too so you can see it as well, but that line that Kelly stated about her own mom, that it was not how she treated me, it was how she treated herself, oh, it like gutted me when I read that email because I thought, yeah, yeah, that is it, right, and, and if we can become the things that we are trying to teach or inspire in our children or friends if you're if you're listening and you're not a parent it the, see the parenting relationship is just a really intensely magnified version of all the other relationships we're having right like we are hoping to impart something good and beautiful and true and lasting in the relationships that we have romantically or at work or um, in ourself and so with parenting and that's what this conversation has been about it's just really highlighted in that mother-daughter relationship and, and we do this, moms and daughters out there, we, we do this specifically in this dynamic in relationship. Um, Kelly alluded to it. I experience the same thing with sons. It feels different. There's a different pressure. I'm not hoping that my sons experience legacy from me in the same way. There's an, there's an ease or a less of a pressure, I think, for myself. I'll speak for myself. When I'm like, okay. And then with my daughter, I have to ho- carefully hold it because I want to squeeze it (laughs) and be like, oh, And, and, and what happens there, the way I loosen my grip is the lessons I want you to learn are the lessons I needed to learn. And so if I could start with what I need, then I could make room for who you are and what you need. And I would stop confusing my mirror for your mirror the untangling, the beauty of separating so that we can see clearly and then love actually. And so we can use and play with this idea of mirror and mirroring. So a lot of the times what happens is we we look to the relationship we're trying to fix because we don't know how to actually see ourselves. And so the amount of women that I get to connect with on a given week, month, year, who don't know how to look in the mirror and they don't know how to name what they see and they don't know, ah, gosh, who am I and what do I want and what is my purpose and, and, and who am I really? And so then when there's that floundering feeling, we can tend to hyper-focus on relationships around us instead. And, and we can kind of hear some of that through Kelly's experience and my own experience as well, which is, what if I started here with me? What if I made eye contact with myself and said, hey, how are you? What do you need? What's going on within this home? And that if I clean house and take care of my inner woman, my inner child, my inner mother, and all of the women and parts of who I am, then I could release the people around me from just being an extension of my needs. Anyway, I am curious about your own experience being on the mother side of this relationship, the daughter side of this relationship, what untangling um, ideas might be coming up for you? The other thing I wanted to hit on was the conversation that Kelly was having with her husband in the kitchen when she's, you know, yelling about her worth. And man, I would have given anything to be in the room when she said that. But but what she hit on was something like this: it's the transition from accusation. To observation from accusation to observation and we tend to accuse the people closest to us of the very thing that we do to ourselves and we keep on saying it's it's you and we say it and we're saying it and it's like ah it's it's not you because now that I'm out here screaming my worth out I realize it's me oh it's me And so when we move from accusation to observation, there's an inherent sense of responsibility or invitation than to be the one who does something about it. And so if you find yourself constantly accusing people of something, and for each one of you, it's gonna be something different, so you've gotta fill in your own blank here. What do I feel is constant, constantly lacking in my relationships? What do I constantly wish my partner did more of for me? What do I constantly wish like, that someone saw in me or would do for me? The lack, the big old lack, the hole, the gap, the thing that I l- look for other people to do for me. Would it be possible for today for us to entertain the idea that maybe This is an observation of something that I can do for myself. That I could see myself, know myself, believe that I am already doing a good job. Take the time I need for myself to be with myself. Practice the self-care things. Did, Did that, got full, got whole so that when I came to those relationships, I could receive rather than be in desperate need of the very thing I am looking for that I am entirely capable of. Accusation to observation, it's up to me. Not in a way that is shameful, but in a way that is totally free. I am totally capable of taking care of me and I'm the one for the job. I'm the girl. It's me. Pick me. <laughs> I can do this. And if I fumble, cool, I'm practicing, I'm showing up. And so maybe I start with the mirror and just like the exercise I did with Kelly, maybe I flounder when I get there and so i got to go back to thinking about, well, what would I want Eden to know? Oh, off to the races. So we can borrow from these different mirrors and we can, we can get like, kind of like those um, creative juices flowing by thinking about what I want someone else to totally get and then I take that back into my own mirror that I could know that, do that, live that, be that, embody that. It feels good to know that I am in the driver's seat of my own life, that I am the one weaving the web, not the one stuck in it. So I hope this week that you spend some time really thinking about this episode. Not just in a mother-daughter capacity, but um, in the metaphor of the soap as well. What is the thing that you diminish yourself in? What's more than the soap for you? What about the conversation about feelings? When do you hold back and wish you could just go for it? Just feel. What do you think about the behavior modification idea? about how we're trying to constantly change, solve, fix, shrink, contort our children. And what would it be like for us to join, be with, connect to them or ourselves? Because ultimately that's what we are looking for. As we try to solve something outside ourselves, is often a thing that we are trying to solve within ourselves. So here is to big, brave, bold questions. Here is to looking in a clear mirror. And here is to starting with ourselves. Cheers.